Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Phanthropological. My name is Nick G, and we are going to be rounding out Season 10 of Phanthropological with uh, three minisodes uh, just kind of talking about different topics in fandom that we've uh, that we've all come up with. Uh, here with me to do that are Nick T. Hello. And Nick Z. Hey, hey. And today's question is, are retro gamers missing out? And Z, since you came up with this question for this episode, I will throw it over to you for a little more context. All right. Well, I think the first most important thing to know uh, about where this question came from was just how uh, avid a listener I've become of the podcast Retronauts, which is a podcast all about retro video games. And it's really hard to say, you know, I have no idea if there are people out there in the world who only exclusively play games that are at least 20 years old or older. Um, Or if it's, you know, just kind of a joke that some of the hosts on that show bat back and forth. But it got me thinking, you know, there's so much content out there. There's so much stuff, not just with video games, but with TV, especially now. (laughs) And like movies, books, books has been like that for a while. But focusing specifically on like visual media, it got me thinking, are there people out there who just watch this old stuff? Because it seems very much possible that that could be all you watch. You just watch older stuff. And it seems it seemed to me when I was, you know, thinking this, when it was brewing up in the old brain pan, um, you know, would people really be missing out if they just played games that were twenty years old or older? Watched movies that were twenty years old or older, watched TV that was twenty years old or older. Seinfeld, Friends, you're in there. Mash, you know, there are all these these shows that are iconic and like landmark events in television. I feel like The Wire is maybe a little bit uh, a little bit young for anybody following this uh, this dogma of TV watching, but it's getting there. It's getting there. And if there are people like that in this hypothetical situation, or real situation are they missing out by not you know going to see the avengers movies or keeping up with game of thrones monoculture is dead yeah monoculture is dead and buried and like you know last rites everything like that we we know that and it's very easy to say of course everyone's missing out (laughs) because you can't because you can't do everything and you can't do everything no um and so if people like, like you know, like the idea of the retro game, they just want to sit down and play like Super Mario Brothers 3, you know, with their uh, CRT TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mountain Dew Code Red or whatever you got <laughs> uh, ready to go. Like, like for the most part, that's fine. Um, and you may even extend that to games today that borrow the retro aesthetic. Yeah. Or use like an 8-bit or 16-bit aesthetic. Um but I would act- I would actually say yes. I think they are. In this in the same way, it's kind of kind of a reverse or a negative of like people who won't watch black and white movies. Yeah. Right? It's like it's like it's cool that, that you have a style that you like, but you you might be missing out on something if you get too too centered in on I only want the thing that gives me like the maximum you know, hit hit of endorphins from seeing 
from seeing those pixels or having that particular gameplay style or just having like a scrolling, you know, platformer kind of thing. Like you, you might be missing out on on something that you actually like more. You just, um, you just are, are, are focused in on, on already contributing to the experience that you know you're going to like. I mean, man, I'm going to give some sad Nyla Starbeast answers over oh, here. I can't, can't wait for this. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not going to cite any article because I can't find the article, but I remember reading an article recently, I believe on io9 or Kotaku, and it was talking about the future of, I think it was Star Wars or Avatar or whatever. It was, it was talking about Disney movies and they're coming out. And sorry, I should answer your question. I think that people are messing out, but I think that it, that it doesn't matter. Hmm. And this is why, for example, using this, this Disney thing... There are Avatar movies that are planned that aren't coming out for like what the next five or ten years or something like that. I forget the specific time frame, or it was Star Wars, or it was something to that effect. But even if you don't think about that, think about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We we know of so many of these movies right now, and in fact, when the previous phase started, they're like, "Yep, uh, Avengers Endgame is coming out in like five years or six years," and you're like, "Holy <laughs> crap!" Yeah. So if I only like, say, the first phase of Marvel movies, like, yeah, I'm missing out on the future ones. But the point that it drove home in this article was that we live in an era where stuff can constantly be created and recycled. You're never, you know this at the heart of things, that you'll never be able to consume all of the content. It's Mm -hmm. literally impossible. There's not enough time in your lifetime, (laughs) in many lifetimes, to consume it all. And it's going to continue to be consumed. And there's lots of great stuff. I I don't exclusively play Super Nintendo games. I do play a lot of retro-style aesthetic games, and I play some newer ones. And I write off entire genres of games sometimes, probably horror. Does that mean I'm missing out? Absolutely. There are lots of great experiences in there that I'm missing out on. But I only have a finite amount of time to live. And sometimes, if you can, like, to borrow some computer science stuff, if you can narrow the search space, if you can cut out a bunch of crap that you do not want to consume, who cares? The only people that matter, like, what matters in terms of retro games is, do you enjoy what you're playing? And if so, that's all that matters. That's definitely, that's definitely kind of like a maybe live and let live is a little little strong, but like uh, yeah, that not. would be kind of a late, <laughs> well, like I could make a like there's a million numbers, there's an infinite number of numbers between zero one, there's an infinite <laughs> number of numbers from zero to infinity. One of the numbers is bigger than the other, but it doesn't matter. No, no. Well, I mean, the other thing too that that got me thinking about this is just that even if you did just go from 20 years ago, which would be 99 now, 1999 that is, maybe not so much with video games because it was still a relatively new medium, but even with, with movies, there'd be a, a bunch. You'd probably, <laughs> if it's a matter of completion, because that's that's not exactly what I had in mind with the question. It wasn't so much a matter of like, uh, okay. you know, you can't watch everything, so why not just get yourself into a little little niche and get all the way to the end of that niche it was kind of part of it part of what i what i had in mind when i was thinking up this question was also just the the idea of community and how it's 
because monoculture is dead, because Game of Thrones is over, and there's no big, and Avengers for now is over, there's like no big unifying media thing anymore. I would argue that those two are probably like the last two major like unifying kind of events. Um, and so in terms of finding other people with similar interests, if you're just like cruising around Netflix and maybe you have an hour a day, it's like an episode of something that's an hour-ish or two episodes that are like half hour-ish. That's still just not even a drop in the sea of content that is Netflix. So the it seems to me that the odds of finding people who are like, yeah, I, I saw that thing on Netflix too. That's, that's awesome. It's, you know, getting that, that chatter going around that as it might be to, to go with that niche, that retro niche. And maybe, maybe I just had this idea, this sense that it was easier to find a group of people, a community around that sort of thing, instead of like going for all this, like, sort of scattershot new stuff. But as we've discovered during hundreds of episodes, <laughs> sorry, that's a bit of an overstatement, like over a hundred episodes, that doesn't stop people. They will find whatever niche of fandom that they want. Pinball, something that I thought had like nothing to it, <laughs> which I believe was, was your suggestion, Z? Have I got that right? I think so. Yeah. I'll take credit. I thought, yeah, sure. I thought there was <laughs> nothing behind that. And I, learned that there's actually a huge vibrant community but even if there wasn't we've covered things that have very small sets of fans reboot a show that partly only owes its success to being a canadian show aired on canadian television known well by canadians and some americans still has a loyal loving fan base however small it is and will that die absolutely but that's just like people there are people that we love and and one day like they're gone and people remember things and remember things about them or the things that they liked and then that continues it's like a big meta commentary on life z i mean what the fuck are we talking about (laughs) (laughs) in terms of the whole retro thing like i if you just focused on retro media you said it yourself that things get recycled. So would you be missing out? Kind of to bring Corral the question back. All right, I'm I'm gonna take this barbed question and point it right back at you. Oh, no. Let's uh, let's take what I have since learned is your favorite game of all time, not Chrono Trigger, Tales of Fantasia. Yep. There is the surface level of that. Enjoying that as a fan, there is the level of you know I I like this game. I like the plot. I like the characters. You can go deeper. We've seen that when we talked about speedrunners. Yeah. How can I beat this game faster? What are the glitches? You can go deeper. Did you know, for example, that the game used a lot of its memory for the opening theme? <laughs> and how did it do that? Well, there's some magic math, some magic <laughs> compression to be able to fit that voice track in there. But that's not something that every fan will know or care about. And if you're talking about retro games and you're only even talking about one generation of retro games there's an infinite level of depth beneath the surface i watched a talk at work about how the game boy works like how the cpu works how it draws things on the screen and i was just like holy crap and i mean i'm not a big fan of the game boy but i was just like that is a level of experience and knowledge that some people have 
and cherish and share and love. And so it's like, that is something that other people are missing out on because they only care about the surface level of things. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me turn this to another, in another sure, direction. Sure. Okay, okay. I think to be more specific about retro gamers, cause like they're people who, um, are not like going back to their youth when playing these games. They're people who yeah. are just like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm young, but I'm interested in, in what these games have to offer just off, off, off the surface level of them. Yeah. Like I'm not, it's not, not a memory thing. So I think more so it's people who are playing retro games out of like to re, uh, to re up that feeling of nostalgia that are missing out. Yeah. I like, like if you're, if you're, you know, if it's not nostalgic for you, if it's just another kind of game, then you're just doing more exploring, but it's, but, um, Game. I say this as a person who pretty much only exclusively plays games I played when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, when you play those games, you're just like reinforcing that nostalgia and those good feelings. And uh, a Canadian um, metaphor I often like to use is that it's Tim Hortons coffee, Ooh. where there's better coffee, but there are a large chunk of people who who rate their coffee on how close it is to Tim Hortons coffee, not how good it is. Hmm. So I feel it's it's very easy to get get bogged down into that. Like, man, I played a lot of games where I'm like, this isn't Chrono Trigger, this isn't Final Fantasy VI or whatever, <laughs> and it was like, I was like, no, I don't want this, <laughs> and I probably missed out on some good games because of it. And I may be too far in now that it's like not an insignificant thing to like get out of it and go and go somewhere else. Like I'm still I pick it, I picked up Octop- Octopath Traveler right away because look at it, <laughs> right? <It's> just, <laughs> It's a pop-up book of Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> it looks fantastic. I love it. It's candy for my brain. But um, I mean, I mean, you know, they're smart to market to those people because those people are buying video oh, yeah. games a lot right now. But yeah. like, but that kind of nostalgia shortcut kind of prevents you from seeing like other neat things that people are doing. People following their nostalgia, perhaps it's it stays surface level. Maybe it's just, I remember playing Ocarina of Time. Um, my parents were getting divorced. It was like my one escape. So I just play that game over and over and over again, all the time, nonstop. Um, and like you were saying, gee, it re-ups my feelings of security in tough situations. Like, maybe that's all it is, which isn't necessarily just a surface thing. But, like, in the sense of, like, the media itself. They're not necessarily, like, speedrunning it or anything. Could be. But let's say, for the sake for the sake of this, that they aren't. That they're just playing it over and over again. But then you could also have people who, like, start out with that nostalgic hit. Like, oh, yeah, I, I beat that over Christmas break when I got it for, uh, with my N64. Whatever. Um, and those people, maybe they, like know the game inside and out almost as as well maybe even better than the people who made it themselves like and again mm-hmm. it's like sure there's there's very little breadth there but that's like such a huge amount of depth and like it's such a cornerstone of gaming and everything like that that you know knowing something like that so well in my mind you know you'd 
if you could think laterally a little bit with that information that you have, with that, that data that you have, you know, you should be able to, or you could be able to, you know, get a glimpse or a pretty good, pretty good bead on some other interesting things in related things in media that came after that recycled some ideas. Well, and this, this is where, especially in the minisodes, uh, we have to crack, crack open like, like, you know, uh, states of mind and like, like where I'm coming from versus everybody else. Cause we're all going to have radically different perspectives. I'm very like, like, um, if you are too comfortable with one thing, you should move and check out something else and like kind of challenge your brain to, to absorb a different kind of thing just for the sake of, um, for the sake of change. And that like, that, that's how I feel about it. And like, yeah. Um, so I don't value depth more than breadth in that particular instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some games, Carter Trigger being a notable example <laughs> where, <laughs> where I do have a great depth of knowledge. Um, but I mean, and, and video games isn't with the exception of like, like the race and stuff like that. And then talking about fandoms with you guys, video games aren't like a huge part of my life. So they're not a part that I'm usually trying to push myself in. I don't spend mm-hmm. that much money on video games. So I just kind of play the ones I have. Right. But like in terms of like music and movies and TV, I try to, I try to be aware of when I get too comfortable with watching the same kind of thing. Yeah. And this is why I get really postmodern about questions that we often have on minisodes because it's like the meaning of what you have, like, on the face of it, our retro game is missing out. Like, easily falls into, like, Betteridge's Law of Headlines, which is, like, can be answered with the, the uh. answer no. Otherwise, you wouldn't be asking the question. So, in, in some ways, it's like that. But, like, it depends a lot on meaning. And without getting into a <laughs> discussion about linguistics and intent and meaning, um, it's like, what is what is meant by that? Because, yeah, I don't think any of us disagree with the notion that they are missing out on something but what we are disagreeing on is like the value that we ascribe to new things Mm -hmm. g very much in in favor of you know new is is good new is better growth is good (laughs) different is good different is good (laughs) okay yeah like 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 going to see the next marvel movie doesn't really like expand your mind from going to see the previous one but like you know what i mean but what if one of those movies was ant-man That'd be fun. I don't don't know if I changed much from watching Ant-Man, but I enjoyed it. Um, But alternatively, um, we were talking about the death of the monoculture. So retro games are artifacts from when we had more of a monoculture. Yes. Right? You can be you could be sitting there playing Mega Man 2 and be like, oh crap, is that Mega Man 2? Dang, I remember when I used to play this in my in my like friend's basement or whatever. Like so like and and that creates community very quickly. Yeah. Whereas today, games, especially indie games, yeah. like where it's just it's like scattered to the wind, and you know, in a in a con setting or something, someone may know what you're talking about, but much less likely to to create bonds over those. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't considered the 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 retro stuff as like artifacts of a, a more monoculture time, but uh, that's definitely an element there. I think. Are you missing out? 
can you be missing out? Is Do you feel like you're missing out? Yes, no. Then if yes, then change it up. If no, then doesn't matter. Um, so it's one of those questions where there really isn't an answer. That was the worst. <laughs> we could have teed up anything, and that was what got up to the bed. Oh. It's going to bunt. If you... If you have rhetorical <laughs> questions to ask us, uh, email us, nick at the nickscast.com, or uh, find us, find Fanthropological on the podcatcher of your choice. Leave some comments there asking your rhetorical questions that you'd like us to answer or ponder on, and we'll uh, reply with an answer or emoticon showing us pondering. Um, if you'd like to catch any, any of the other episodes of Fanthropological, you can do so at Fanthropological.com or, again, in the podcatcher of your choice. If you'd like to leave a rating or review, that'd be fantastic. Um, if you'd like to keep up with the show, you can at Fanthropological on Facebook, at Fanthropologic on Twitter because of character limits. Uh, if you want to know what the three of us are up to, uh, we are the Nixcast and can be found at the Nixcast pretty much anywhere on the Internet. And one of the things that we are currently up to, as of... This very day, if you're listening to it as it drops, is the Zeal Archives. You might be wondering what the Zeal Archives is. If you haven't picked up on the very large hint, we are huge fans of Chrono Trigger. In fact, every year we do an annual charity stream related to Chrono Trigger. As a result of all of that love, we wanted to turn that into something new and related to this episode, something different. So the Zeal Archives is a podcast that covers the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger, and each episode has a little bit of story threaded through with a bunch of discussion about one particular aspect of the world per episode. If you want to check that out, head to zealarchives.com, and you can subscribe to it in the podcatcher of your choice from there, or you can follow it on Facebook at zealarchives, or Twitter at Zeal Archives. And if there is a topic that you want us to cover, let us know. And when we are preparing for the next season, we will do our best to get it included in there. If you've listened to those and haven't gotten enough Chrono Trigger, we do have a special transmission incoming. Begin energy transfer. Huh? The war field seemed to be affected by the pendant. Did I make it back? To that moment? There might still be time. On August 10th and 11th, join me at twitch.tv slash the race against time. Join Chrono, Marl, Robo, Isla, Frog, me, Luca, and a whole cast of other folks from your world in a race against time to stop Lavos and raise money for the Alzheimer's Society of Canada. The Alzheimer's Society of Canada is dedicated to improving the quality of life for folks affected by Alzheimer's disease and other dementias and advancing the search for its causes and cures. Every single cent we raise goes to them. Last year, we broke all of our old records and raised over $1,200. This year for the Race Against Time, with new guests and new prizes, we want to raise a goal of $1,500. If we can all help out, history as we know it may be changed forever. Please visit raceagainsttime.io for more information about the race or to find out how you can be a part of a future that did not refuse to change. Now, how do I get back? 
I guess I shouldn't have tinkered with the telepod. 